Chapter 6 of The War That Will End War by Herbert George Wells. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Peter Tomlinson. Chapter 6 The Need of a New Map of Europe. At the moment of writing, the war has not lasted many days. Great battles by land and sea alike impend, and yet I find my steadfast anticipation that Prussianism. Bernardism, the whole theory and practice of the empire of the Germans, is a rotten and condemned thing, has already strengthened to an absolute conviction. Unforeseen accidents may happen. I say nothing of the sea, but the general and ultimate result seems to me now as certain as the rising of tomorrow's sun. I do not know how much slaughter lies before Europe before Germany realises that she is fool-led, and fool poisoned. I do not know how long the swaggering Prussian officer will be able to drive his crowded men to massacre before they revolt against him, nor do I know how far the inflated vanity of Berlin has made provision for defeat. Germany, on the defensive for all we can tell, may prove a very stubborn thing, and Russia's strength may be, and I think is, overestimated. All that may delay, but it will not alter the final demonstration that Prussianism, as Mr. Belloc foretold so amazingly, took its mortal wound at the first onset before the trenches of Liège. We begin a new period of history. It is not Germany that has been defeated. Germany is still an unconquered country. Indeed, now it is a released country. It is a country glorious in history and with a glorious future but never more after this war has ended will it march to the shout of the Prussian drill-sergeant and strive to play bully to the world. The legend of Prussia is exploded. Its appeal was to one coarse criterion, success, and it has failed. Never more will the harshness of Berlin overshadow the great and friendly civilization of southern and western Germany. The work before a world in arms is to clean off the Prussian blue from the life and spirit of mankind. No European power has any real quarrel with Germany. Our quarrel is with the empire of the Germans, not with a people, but with an idea. Let us, in all that follows, keep that clearly in our minds. It may be that the German repulse at Liège was but the beginning of a German disaster as great as that of France in 1871. It may be that Germany has no second plan if her first plan fails, that she will go to pieces after her first defeat. It seems to me that this is so. I risked the prophecy, and I would have us prepare ourselves for the temptations of victory. And so to begin with, let us of the liberal faith declare our fixed, unalterable conviction that it will be a sin to dismember Germany or to allow any German-speaking and German-feeling territory to fall under a foreign yoke. Let us English make sure of ourselves in the matter. There may be restorations of alien territory, Polish, French, Danish, Italian, but we have seen enough of racial subjugation now to be sure that we will tolerate no more of it. From the Rhine to East Prussia and from the Baltic to the southern limits of German-speaking Austria, the Germans are one people. Let us begin with the resolution to permit no new bitterness of conquered territories to come into existence to disturb the future peace of Europe. 
let us see to it that at the ultimate settlement the germans however great his overthrow may be are all left free men when the prussians invaded luxembourg they tore up the map of europe to the redrawing of that map a thousand complex forces will come there will be much attempted overreaching in the business and much greed few will come to negotiations with simple intentions in a wrangle all sorts of ugly and stupid things may happen it is for us english to get ahead in that matter to take counsel with ourselves and to determine what is just it is for us who are in so many ways detached from and independent of the national passions of the continent not to be cunning or politic but to contrive as unanimous a purpose as possible now so that we may carry this war to its end with a clear conception of its end and to use the whole of our strength to make an enduring peace in europe that means we have to redraw the map so that there shall be for just as far as we can see ahead as little cause for warfare among us western nations as possible that means that we have to redraw it justly and very extensively is that an impossible proposal i think not there are indeed such things as non-irritating frontiers witness the frontiers of canada certain boundaries have served in europe now for the better part of a hundred years and grow less amenable to disturbance every year nobody for example wants to use force to readjust the mutual frontiers in europe of holland belgium france spain portugal and italy and none of these powers desire now to acquire the foreign possessions of any other of the group they are powers permanently at peace will it not be possible now to make so drastic a readjustment as to secure the same practical contentment between all the european powers is not this war that crowning opportunity it seems to me that in this matter it behoves us to form an opinion sane and definite enough to meet the sudden impulses of belligerent triumph and override the secret counsels of diplomacy it is a thing to do forthwith let us decide what we are going on fighting for and let us secure it and settle it it is not an abstract interesting thing to do it is the duty of every english citizen now to study the problem of the map of europe so that we can make an end for ever to that dark game of plots and secret treaties and clap-trap synthetic schemes that has wasted the forces of civilization and made the fortunes of the krupp family in the last forty years we are fighting now for a new map of europe if we are fighting for anything at all i could imagine that new map of europe as if it were the flag of the allies who now prepare to press the germans back towards their proper territory in the first place i suggest that france must recover lorraine and that luxembourg must be linked in closer union with belgium alsace it seems to me should be given a choice between france and an entry into the swiss confederation it would possibly choose france denmark should have again the distinctly danish part of her lost provinces restored to her trieste and trent and perhaps also pola should be restored to italy this will reunite several severed fragments of peoples to their more congenial associates but these are minor changes compared with the new developments that are now in some form inevitable in the east of europe and for those we have to nerve our imaginations 
if this vast war and waste of men is to end in an enduring peace. The breakup of the Austrian Empire has hung over Europe like a curse for forty years. Let us break it up now and have done with it. What is to become of the non-German regions of Austria-Hungary? And what is to happen upon the Polish frontier of Russia? First, then, I would suggest that the three fragments of Poland should be reunited and that the Tsar of Russia should be crowned King of Poland. I propose then we define that as our national intention, that we use all the liberalising influence this present war will give us in Russia to that end. And secondly, I propose that we set before ourselves as our policy the unification of that larger Romania which includes Transylvania, and the gathering together into a confederation of the Swiss type of all the Servian and quasi-Servian provinces of the Austrian Empire. Let us, as the price greater Servia will pay for its unity, exact the restoration to Bulgaria of any Bulgarian-speaking districts that are now under Servian rule. Let us save Scutari from the iniquity of a nose-slashing occupation by Montenegrins, and try to effect another Swiss confederation of the residual Bohemia, Slavic and Hungarian fragments. I am convinced that the time has come for the substitution of Swiss associations for the discredited imperialisms and kingdoms that have made Europe unstable for so long. Every emperor and every king we now perceive means a national ambition more organic concentrated and dangerous than is possible under republican conditions. Our own peculiar monarchy is the one exception that proves the rule. There is no reason why we should multiply these centres of aggression. Probably neither Bulgaria nor Servia would miss their kings very keenly, and anyhow I do not see any need for more of these irritating ambition pimples upon the fair face of the world. Let us cease to give indigestible princes to the new states that we Schweizerize. Albania, particularly, with its miscellaneous tribes, has certainly no use for monarchy, and the suggestion that has been made for its settlement as a confederation of small tribal cantons is the only one I've ever heard that seemed to contain a ray of hope for that distracted patch of earth. There is certainly no reason why these people should be exploited by Italy, since Italy can claim a more legitimate gratification. There, in a paragraph, is a sketch of the map of Europe that may emerge from the present struggle. It is my personal idea of our purpose in this war. Quite manifestly, in all these matters, I am a fairly ignorant person. Quite manifestly, this is crude stuff, and I admit a certain sense of presumptuous absurdity as I sit here before the map of Europe like a carver before a duck and take off a slice here and decide on a cut there. Nonetheless, it is what every one of us has to do. I intend to go on redrawing the map of Europe with every intelligent person I meet. We are all more or less ignorant. It is unfortunate, but it does not alter the fact that we cannot escape either decisions or passive acquiescences in these matters. If we do not do our utmost to understand the new map, if we make no decisions, then still cruder things will happen. Europe will blunder into a new set of ugly complications and prepare a still more colossal Armageddon than this that is now going on. No one, I hope, will suggest after this war that we should still leave things to the diplomatists. Yet the alternative to you and me is diplomacy. 
If you want to see where diplomacy and welt politic have landed Europe after 40 years of anxiety and armament, you must go and look into the ditches of Liège. These bloody heaps are the mere first samples of the harvest. The only alternative to diplomacy is outspoken intelligence, yours and mine and every articulate person's. We have all of us to undertake this redrawing of the map of Europe in the measure of our power and capacity. That our power and capacity are unhappily not very considerable does not absolve us. It is for us to secure a lasting settlement of all the European fronters if we can. If we common intelligent people at large do not secure that, nobody will. If we have no intentions with regard to the map of Europe, we shall soon be going on with the war for nothing in particular. The Prussian spirit has broken itself beyond repair, and the north coast of France and the integrity of Belgium are saved. All the fighting that is still to come will only be the confirmation and development of that. If we have no further plan before us, our task is at an end. If that is all, we may stand aside now with a good conscience and watch a slower war drag to an evil end. Left to herself, a victorious Russia is far more likely to help herself to East Prussia and set to work to Russianize its inhabitants than to risk an indigestion of more Poles. Italy may go into Albania and a new conflict with Serbia. It is even conceivable that France may be ungenerous. She will have a good excuse for being ungenerous. Meanwhile, German-speaking populations will find themselves under instead of upper dogs in half the provinces of Austria-Hungary. Mischievous little kings, with chancellors and national policies and ambitions all complete, will rise and fluctuate and fall upon that slippery soil, and a bloody and embittered Germany, continually stung by the outcries of her subject kindred, will sit down grimly to grow a new generation of soldiers and prepare for her revenge. That is why I think we liberal English should draw our new map of Europe now, first of all on paper and then upon the face of the earth. We ought to draw that map now and propagate the idea of it and make it our national purpose and call the intelligence and consciousnesses of the United States and France and Scandinavia to our help. Openly and plainly we ought to discuss and decide and tell the world what we mean to do. The reign of brutality, cynicism and secretive treachery is shattered in Europe. Over the ruins of the Prussian warlordship reason, public opinion, justice, international good faith and good intentions will be free to come back and rule the destinies of man. But things will not wait for reason and justice if just and reasonable men have neither energy nor unity. End of chapter 6 Recording by Peter Tomlinson